0: A martini shaken. No!
1: Shocking. Positively shocking. Good morning and hello, welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the official podcast that wakes up on a Saturday morning after having a couple too many drinks. I'm your host, Judy, and joining me on this week's episode is, of course, the Tom.
0: How are you, Tom? Or oh, too few. Too few. Uh, More, More drinky poos. well. What,
1: what say we freshen up these little drinky poos? That's good. You uh, you, you had a, a decent night out. We've gone to a movie this week, which, of course, is one of the movies we're talking about this week. Um... Jeez, what else, is, what else has been there? You had an episode off without me, talking about Beast Wars, and you're fucking getting it all wrong.
0: No, I had no idea what I was talking about.
1: Yeah, I noticed. No, wait, no,
0: wait. What was wrong with it?
1: What, what did I say wrong? Ah, bloody. get the names wrong of the Transformers, or. What I say. And I'm just trying to notice the screen. There we go. Uh, I don't know why you're a little smaller. Oh, well. Um, oh, talking about the. Oh, that's the... enough out of you, Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> Damn it, Tom! <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Um, there we go, fixed it. Um, yeah, now basically this week, of course, uh, Tom and I went to go see Studio 666. It is the first, uh, and only so far, Foo Fighters film um, that is a very gory uh, horror comedy movie. Um, and, and we will get into that. Uh, but first, we have uh, some news, Tom. We've got little bits of news things coming up here and there. Uh, I've got a couple, you've got a couple. Do you want to kick it off?
0: Sure. Um, I will start off by saying it is a horrendously slow news week. Um, mm. I'm sure that you are going may prove me wrong, considering you've been scouring Scream Rant, I've been scouring Reddit, but let's see uh, how that goes. Um, as I go to say this is because I, we did talk before the show and I said that I had been boring and not really done anything in the last week, but have you been as boring and I as I have and not done anything in the last week? Or have you been watching... Or, uh, playing uh, movies y- of some description. <laughs> playing movies. Uh,
1: yes, I got bored during the week and watched the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. And oh my god, that movie is bad. It is very, very bad. Um, I don't know if I can even really give it a review. It's that bad. Like, this, like the, the, the production quality of this film is so bad. There was a shot where a dude comes like, there's a, there's a camera in a bus, and the dude comes, like, up the front entrance stairway into the bus, and he's and there's dialogue speaking, and the dialogue is not matching to what his mouth is moving. So, like, it's badly fucking edited over the top. They're sitting at a dinner table, and they get angry, and they, like, slam the table, get up and, and leave, and they, like, scrape the floors, and none of the liquid in the jars moves. It's all, like, solid plastic, like fake vodka, and it or fake whiskey, and it, just, it doesn't move. And it just looks so weird when they like slam the table and they push off against the table and there's no movement on the table. So this is weird. It's it's like it's a glued down set. Um, yeah, shit. Other than that, I got my Joker chess piece done, so I'm a little sore from that. Uh, I have started reading.
0: We all want to know what's the sh- what's the chest shaving plan. Come on, give the people what they want. The chest. You have half a chest. You have half a chest. You're a hairy man. What's the plan? Plan is stay tuned. <laughs> you haven't decided, have you?
1: <laughs> Glad to stay tuned. Uh, Vanilla Gorilla says it looks like a flaming hot dog poop. I haven't bothered even considering it. It is not a good film to watch. Um, I think the only cool part in it is Leatherface gets inside a bus that's full of, like, cancel culture people, and they're like, oh, you're going to be so cancelled when this goes on, on Twitter, and um, he kills everyone with a chainsaw. That's, that's the gist of the That's the selling point of the film. Um, Yeah, I've been reading Star Wars... uh, Was it? Hunter the Bounty Hunters, or it's some new Star Wars event, um, where it's set just after Episode 5, where Boba Fett has got Han Solo, and he's taking it back to Jabba, but he notices that Han Solo's slowly starting to melt inside the Carbonite, so he has to go and get him fixed, uh, or get the Carbonite stasis fixed. Uh, And when he does that, he has to go do a side job, because the guy won't do it for free, and then when he comes back... On Solo is missing. And it's pretty stupid. If you thought Boba Fett was stupid like the show, this comic book is kind of stupid because like the, the it has fucking uh the chick from Game of Thrones who's in Solo. She's in this book. Um That's it. Her character is in this comic book and literally it is an auction. Of, like, you know, uh, selling Boba Fett to the highest bidder, and there's Jabba the Hutt bidding for it, and there's the Empire bidding for it, and there's other cartels bidding for it, and Darth Vader comes in, like, no, he's mine. I'm like, I'm not wa- I didn't buy this comic book to read a fucking eBay bidding war. Like, that's like Hunter the Bounty Hunters doesn't sound kind of cool. It sounds like I'm watching an, like, an auction. Um, so yeah,
0: don't, don't re- really rate that book, but uh, otherwise, that's really it. It's really it so okay. far. Huh? Sounds like you've done a little, uh, uh, a couple of things throughout the week. So nice. Mm. All right, so I will, uh, I will jump into some of the news items that we have or that I've seen. Um, so first up, we do have the debut images of Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Mm. Um, strange. It's strange a,
1: choice. A safe way to put it. Um, did we put it. I was going to say, if we put it in the Discord, maybe
0: I can bring it up on stream for people to talk about. Um, keep going. Uh, Yeah, so just not the face that I imagined behind Weird Al. Um, I'm just getting a screenshot and I'm chucking it in the the chat in Discord. um, And so you can chuck it on there. Uh, There's one of them. Might be able to grab a couple more. Um, But yeah, just not the person who I saw playing this role. Um, Curious to see what he's like in it.
1: Uh, It, uh, It's interesting. I mean, can't really see his face, but I don't mind Daniel Redcliffe as an actor. I think he's all right.
0: Yeah, I think he's all right. But, I mean, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff outside the Harry Potter. Um,
1: He did some horror movies and
0: stuff like that as well. Because I've seen him in Swiss Army Man, where he's literally playing a corpse. So, it's not really the emotional range uh, of some other roles. So, that doesn't doesn't help. Um, Yeah, no, but... Keen to say it. Uh, interesting choice, and I guess we'll we'll, we'll find out how that goes. Um, I but, think there's a lot of potential for that to be good and interesting. Vanilla Gorilla um, is so, saying
1: the Woman in Black is fucking awesome. I assume that's a Daniel Radcliffe
0: film. Uh, yes, I have heard of it. I haven't seen it though. There you go. I will have to. I will have to give that a look. Thank you for the thank you for the recommendation. I will give the Woman in Black a look. Actually, um, have a look. See. Uh, otherwise, uh, while you have that Discord up, you may as well show the other horrendous um, oh, yes. posts. Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> so we, we have the new character posters for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, of course, uh, the Sonic one is licensed to Quill, um, which is upsetting. Uh, we then have, and I, you haven't got it there, but we have t- the Tails ones, which is ready to kick Tail. Um, and then the next one is Knuckles, which is Time to Punch In.
1: That one's fine. Um, That one's fine.
0: (laughs) I like that one. That one's
1: fine. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you guys saw Sonic. I haven't seen the first Sonic film. Apparently, it's fine. Apparently, Jim Carrey's a bit of fun. Um, it's a bit old school, 90s-esque Jim Carrey. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Uh Billy Gorilla's also said there's a rumour going around, or if there's any, uh, he doesn't know if there's any truth to it, but heard Daniel Radcliffe to potentially play Wolverine. Would you watch Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine? Uh I'd see him as like Nightcrawler or something. Don't know if i know, it, over- I think it'd
0: be it'd be an odd Wolverine, at least he would have somewhat more of a resemblance in height because Daniel Radcliffe's quite short I believe yes and Wolverine is short um, but no I've, I've seen um, photoshopped images of him as Wolverine it could be all right I and mean, there's rumors that in the new doctor strange they're going to introduce whoever the new Wolverine is um,
1: Wolverine is end. five foot three how tall is Tom
0: Cruise because that means Ian could play Wolverine uh, oh Ian's Uncharted cosplay has already gotten significantly better than it was previously with the release of the movie, so he, he just needs a couple more of those, and he's sweet. He can play Peter Parker straight off the bat.
1: Holy shit! Wolverine is smaller than
0: Ian. Yeah, Ian's what five five seven? seven? Yeah. yeah. Wolverine's five three. Yeah, five three is tiny. Wolverine's tiny. Damn. Tiny. He's a small boy. Bundle of muscle.
1: Yes, he's small boy that makes it makes it more understanding of why the Hulk can fucking throw him so easily because it's literally
0: like throwing a ball for him I mean it makes oh, sense. No, he's, he's full of metal so he wouldn't be that's true
1: oh mind you Colossus throws him in X-Men 3
0: that's the yeah that was the, the shtick of that Colossus is, Colossus is also a giant ball of metal yeah true I guess um. And yeah, I guess, having to flick through what else has come out, I mean, we've gotten character pro- posters for The Secrets of Dumbledore, but that's not really that exciting, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a thing that's going to happen. Uh, and yeah, I don't think there's really that much more excitement that I've seen around. Um, have you seen anything else you want to bring up, discuss?
1: Uh, of course, the uh, the early screening critics reviews of uh, all the reviewers have gone to go see the Batman. And of course, they can't sort of overly talk about it, but they're just saying it's positive. Uh, Matt Reeves, the director, saying uh, says that the Batman is exactly the movie he wanted it to be. So that's awesome. That we're not going to have him say. Two or three years' time that Matt Reeves comes out and goes like, Oh, it's not the movie I wanted it to be. I have a four-hour director's cut version of it, Um, so that's interesting. Um, I wasn't aware of it, but are you aware that Batman Producers prepares for upcoming Penguin spin-off show with Colin Farrell? Did we ever talk about this? No, I had not heard about that. So, uh, I'm all for some forms of spin-offs. Something. Don't know if I'm a fan of, like, movie and then this TV series. Know what I mean? Because you're going to watch a <laughs> Penguin TV series to be like, oh, it's set in the same universe. If it's, depending on what time frame it is, we could see Batman. And then, just like in Gotham, when you do see Batman, you're heavily, heavily disappointed. And I feel like that's what you're going to get with basically any spin-off TV show from a movie, especially in the DC
0: or Marvel space. Yeah. No, I think you're right. That's interesting that they're already going into a TV show. Hmm.
1: So, and they're comparing it to Scarface, which could be interesting because Scarface is a fucking fantastic film. Um, on top, speaking of Batman still, Michael Keaton put a picture up on his Instagram account. Don't know if you've seen this. It's a... He's obviously in the Batsuit, and he's standing there, like, and the, sh- and the the sun or the light's bouncing off him, and you can see the silhouette of Batman. And he's obviously holding like the camera in the middle of his chest, um, and it's literally just a photo of that, and that's it. And it looks pretty fucking cool. I'll see if I can copy the picture and chuck it in the chat so then you can see. And oh, fuck off! I just have to do it the long way. Um, it. I mean, I'm kind of excited for the Batman, but I'm also more excited for Michael Keaton to come back. That's just that's just me. Um, let me just pop it in the chat for you all to see. There we go. The Batman, or well, not the Batman, but Michael Keaton, the original Batman. He's put that photo up on his Instagram. I think it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. What do you think, Tom?
0: Meh. You're
1: not excited? Honestly, the honestly, meh.
0: no, I'm not, I'm not excited for Flash, uh, the Flash film. Um, I don't necessarily like Ezra Miller in that role, um, and I don't trust Warner Brothers to do a good job.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's, yeah, that's probably my biggest concern, is like...
0: But look look at Marvel, like, they've introduced all this fucking complicated shit, time travel, multiverses, blah, 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 and celestials, they've introduced all of them at once, um... And this is after 10 years of already doing the thing and at least they have some, some controls or some boundaries. And even then it seems to be that that could be traveling very quickly over a cliff. Um, I get using this as a reboot, but like introducing time travel is dangerous. And I'm just really concerned what they're gonna do here. And I'm not excited for the theories of what they're um, gonna do. Uh, like, I guess the ways that we've discussed it before with them booting out other characters and bringing them in and stuff. Like, and they clearly... It, clearly, I don't, I don't trust Warner Brothers at all because, like, people want more Henry Cavill. Yep. But they won't give it to us. Why? To Like, straight off the bat. They want to
1: they wanna wipe him... clear his fucking slate or whatever. Um, there was the... I don't know if you saw the... Peace. If anyone cares about Peacemaker, Tom, do you care about Peacemaker? Have you heard
0: about Peacemaker? Uh, I've heard it's quite good, so I need to watch it.
1: Um, I need to give it a look. There is a, there is a thing at the end, of the last episode of Peacemaker, that made a lot of people cream themselves. I didn't care for Peacemaker, so I just looked it up online. Um, you might enjoy it. Uh, Vanilla Gorilla says, Personally, a series on Lex Luthor would be kind of cool with a threat of Superman or evidence of Superman and going through Lex's mind working out ways to be... Uh, ways to outsmart and counteract the Man of Steel. Maybe starting with how he escaped from Arkham at the end of the Snyder Cut. Well, he got... Oh, he got freed, though. Like, Deathstroke would have gotten him out. That's why he got paid at the end. Uh, Attempting business deals with Wayne Enterprises. And Black Adam vs. Superman. There was a post on... This is like, maybe three or four years ago. It was The Rock's Instagram, and it was The Rock and Henry Cavill like having a beer in a garden somewhere, or whiskey or tequila or whatever it was. Um and he's like stuff is in the is in the the pipes or the line work or whatever like stay tuned I'm like it would be fucking dope if we saw Henry Cavill in in Black Adam because he still has one more thing left on his contract I think it would be I don't think you're going to see that probably not sadly probably not Um, probably not I'm excited for this film just because the first one was so bad and we probably will I will probably see it at some point uh, is Lee Bing Bing will not return for the Meg 2 so it's just going to be Jason Statham Meg 2 The Trench um, so yeah we're, we're only going to see uh, potentially The Rock maybe Ruby Rose I guess um, no no <laughs> so there you go I don't want it you don't like who the wants makes? this film I'm, I like shark films like I know they're bad but they're good popcorn flicks. You know what I mean? Like forty-seven. That was a bad one. Forty-seven meters down is a bad film. But watching a big shark film, especially of course with a shark film, there's going to be jump scares in a cinema where it's like you know they have the shots where it's like you, you just see the water, there's nothing there, and then a loud roar because sharks roar underwater, and it jumps out and like attacks. It's like it works well in that scenario, but it does not work well in nearly any other scenario. You know what I mean? No. Right. Well, well,
0: well it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's always fun watching shark films. That, that's just that's just my point. It's always no, fun.
0: Hey, look, if that's a jam, I will get it. If that's a subject matter you enjoy, then you will enjoy it, even if it's a mediocre or poor film. Tends to be the case. Like. Oh yeah, watch. Most, uh, watch. Most sci-fi I enjoy, even if it's studio, poor sci-fi. But. that's why I like Stargate. Maybe. The fuck you say? <laughs> <laughs> I have people that will fight you for saying that.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, uh, If you it's, it's back to Sharks. If you, talk, if you watch 47 Metres Down 1, like that's a bad film. It's not good. It's many more. Not great. You watch 47 Metres Down 2, and it, I think the selling point for that film is it's got the guy from Big Fat Greek Wedding in it, so the Wish.com version of Ben Affleck and it's got Sylvester Stallone's daughter like those are the selling points for that film and I went and saw that with uh, Friends of ours, Kano and Beck and we always see shark films together and we walked out of that film fucking hating it, we normally walk out being like it was a bit of fun, it was cool when the shark came out and bit the chick's leg off or whatever and, uh, and he walked out of that just going like dude I'm so sorry we wasted 40 bucks going in to see that and I'm like it's fine it's fine. <laughs> it was one of those things, like, you know, you know his look when. 40 bucks his time, the, t- the
0: two hours of my time, I'll never get back. Uh, yeah.
1: But-, but you know that look he does when things are awkward and they're bad? He just gives you that, like, poof, sort of flow. It was that as soon as the film started. I'm like, ah, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> just sit here and fucking swing your legs. Uh, yeah. Selling points, Matt. Selling points is Wish.com, Ben Affleck, and Sylvester Stallone's daughter. They're the selling points. Um. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's any other pieces of news to bring up, um, in the, in the movie space or in the in the gaming space or anything like that. Or gaming, you, you'll wait till next week. Um, but um, yeah, Tom, we're talking about a film this week. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna, we certainly are. What are we talking we are. about? We are talking about the Foo Fighters' latest film, only film, first film. Uh Studio Six Six Six. Was it? Did they actually come out how you meant to pronounce it? Is it Studio 666 or is it Studio 666?
1: It is Studio 666. Uh, I will, um, uh, I'll get a photo and chuck it into the uh, the chat so people can see the image uh, and bring it up on stream. Probably should find a way to do this so it doesn't have the loading on it, but fuck it. There we go. There's the poster for Studio 666. It is... Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, Ryan, don't be quoting slipknot in here. This is Foo Fighters. It's better. Um, yeah, Tom, what's the story of Studio 666? And of course, before we start, thank you to Sony Pictures for inviting us to this. As a massive Foo Fighters fan, there were Foo Fighters fans fucking everywhere at this screening.
0: Yes, thank you very much. It's the uh, second week in a row for me. Yes, it is. For Sony to send us the points in Chatsun. Um, with some delicious popcorn, um, yeah, no. Um, so the story of this: so you've seen the trailer, pretty much explains what sort of happens. Um, so the Foo Fighters are together to write their tenth studio album, um, and in it, they are looking for a location that has some gravitas, that has some new sound to it, something a little bit original, something different, hmm. not a, your regular recording studio. Um, so essentially, they move to a house. Um, that house is previously being used by another band to record an album, um, and it has some scary undertones to it. Um, and essentially, it's a uh, film of demonic possession and music writing. Um, and so, and then hilarity and gore ensues. I can tell you right now that this film is considerably gorier than you would have expected. Oh, yeah. Um, for those that were expecting it to be... I personally expected this to be like a tenacious D sort of comedy. It sort uh, of film. is. It sort of it's is, sort of. but it's more a comedy gore film. Yeah, in it, a way.
1: and tenacious D is a it's a pseudo. Oh, well, mind you, this is fictitious, but like, th- like it's not Jack Black whose dad is Meatloaf, and he goes to Hollywood, um, and he goes to Hollywood all over the country before he realizes it's Hollywood, fucking Los Angeles. But like, this is like. The Foo Fighters. Like they're 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 not pretending to be other people. Like it's it's Dave being Dave. Like you watch the credits come up, it says Dave Grohl as himself, Taylor Hawkins as himself. Like it comes up with everyone as themselves, and then there's a couple of actors here and there who are in the film who play other characters. Um, so uh, Yeah, it's 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 flat fucking gory this film. This movie starts with a head getting cave right the fuck in and like the camera doesn't shy away from it, it's just like BANG. And there's fucking Jaws ripped off and bodies hanging and all that sort of stuff like that. And me and Tom sit
0: there just going, what fucking movie are we watching? I wasn't sure that I was in the right cinema. For like the first 10 minutes of this film, or maybe five minutes, and yeah, probably only five minutes, mm. I was sitting there going, um, uh, we might be in the wrong cinema duty. Uh, I don't think this is what we're meant to be watching. <laughs> the cool thing about this, and this is the,
1: like, not to, it's not spoilers in any way, but the music for this film and this, this there is a, There is the there's music from another band, which, of course, is the Foo Fighters as a a fake name. Um, There is the Foo Fighters making their own music, but there is a sort of a theme score to this film, and that theme is done by fucking John Carpenter. And when it comes up in the opening credits of Theme by Dave Grohl and John Carpenter, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking dope. And John Carpenter's in the film when he helps, like, you know, the the band, like, record and track their music and stuff, and I'm just sitting there going, that's fucking dope. And, And Tom goes... Who is that? Like, it's John Carpenter.
0: I say who is that? You just turned to me and said it was John Carpenter.
1: <laughs> you look. You're like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, I can't. I can't remember what all directors look like. Uh, yeah. So I guess yeah. Dive went in quite deep there already, but let's um. Maybe we we'll track it back a little bit and say what we liked about the film. Um. No. No spoiler version. No though. spoilers.
1: Yeah. This is basically an extended version of... If you see the Foo Fighters do those little clips where a couple of years ago, there was all this media press rumours going around that, that that Dave Grohl was going to leave the Foo Fighters and then go solo. And, like, everyone was reporting on it, and it was just rumours. But they made this, like, fake five-minute video on, like, why the Foo Fighters are falling apart and Dave Grohl turning into, like, a drama queen and stuff like that. Uh, and it was just campy fun shit. This film is that extended into a feature-length film. So... There is a lot of, sort of, you're laughing at Dave Grohl's, like, funny expressions and shit like that, or his reactions to things, like him just going, like, what the fuck? Or whatever. Um, it's, it's funny in that way. It also makes members of the band that, if you're not a Foo Fighters fan, um, it makes sort of more of the quiet, shyer members of the bands, like Pat Smear or Remy, fucking funny. Like, uh, Pat Smear... In the band, like he's the third guitarist. He's of course from Nirvana. It did some work with Nirvana as is well. Is that his actual name, Pat Smith, Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but like in this film, his scream is fucking funny. He's constantly eating. Like they they have a five bedroom mansion that they're recording in, and there's six members of the band. So Pat sleeps in the kitchen, and he's sleeping on a bench with fucking hand towels under his head because it's the most comfortable spot. Um, and then you know. it's great in that aspect the gores are really good the music is fucking great because like of course they compose and made fucking everything so like hearing sort of the Foo Fighters do music that isn't traditional standard rock Foo Fighters doing metal is like whoa this is fucking cool um yeah what about yourself Tom
0: yeah um I think it was good as somebody who knows the Foo Fighters but doesn't know the band that well to actually get that exposure to some of the other ones. Um, and I guess that, that's just by nature of watching the film as opposed to something that the film did itself. But at least they do get the screen time across the band members. Um, I think the comedy was good. Um, when they when they did a lot of it, it hit relatively well. Um, and the effects of the actual, like... Blood and gore and all those sort of things were actually like uh, really well done. Um, it was probably one of the best looking gory sort of films that I've seen in quite some time. It doesn't ru- it didn't run into some of the issues where you have like things like Saw, where it has blood which clearly is not the colour of blood. Yeah, um, it was uh, proper like dark red. Yeah, and it and it fucked around with that genre a bit, like it. <laughs> there's like without spoilers there's a, there's a part where somebody's just it's, it's a dream sequence but they're pulling out intestines and going ah <laughs> yeah um and yeah it's uh, turned into comedy but still <laughs> realistic enough in ways um but it's um yeah and I guess that's probably my main positive about this film is it's a bit of fun it is a bit of fun um it Made me laugh majority of the way through, um, and yeah, it it did look and it sounded good, um, yeah. despite the fact that it was all focused in sort of one area. It um, felt different enough when they were going through different parts of the film, and yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's you know, something as well. Like the gore in this isn't just it's like it's 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 gory, but it's not that sort of crap campy gory sort of thing. As you said, like you know, you watch the last Saw film. And the blood is legitimately pink, where you watch it, and you know in this or in other more modern horror films and stuff like that, it is you know, proper blood, if you will, um, and that's there's there's also like really great, you know, you're not overly a massive horror guy, Tom, or like watch Friday the Thirteenth and all that sort of stuff like that, but there are like shots in this film that are very reminiscent of famous horror shots so there's um just like a delivery guy walking up steps and there's a big fucking light shooting on him and it looks like you know the shot from the exorcist um there's a there's a kill in this film that um without going into spoilers outdoes the um the famous sex scene kill in Friday the 13th or Jason Lives no no Jason goes to hell um it outdoes that sort of that there's a very famous thing in there um, it's Liz from Facebook Can uh, can finally catch your stream Oh, awesome Liz, well, welcome aboard Enjoy the stream welcome aboard. welcome aboard We're talking about Studio 666 and why it's fucking awesome um, there, Is there any other positives we have before we start to get into negatives?
0: Um, I, think, look, I think we've touched on most of them before Without going into the spoilery sort of components of it um, I think due to the nature of this sort of film It's very hard not to go into spoilers um anything that's gore or horror i always find it very difficult to do uh so yeah go to negatives uh i can start off uh, if you like um go for it none of them can act yeah the, you, uh, they're, they're awful actors.
1: they're playing themselves and they're playing themselves in a campy way they're not acting
0: yeah look it, they're, they're, there's a point in time at the at the start of the film yeah um where some of the actors and and some of them, if you talk about them, they actually speak relatively quietly Um, and you cannot even tell what they're actually doing. And now, now I'm just talking to myself. So hi, chat duty has gone. He's not listening to me. He's not going to be able to converse back, but uh, we'll we'll see how this goes. For those who don't know, he is a facilities maintenance. So he gets a call from the call center and they just ask him uh, to repair stuff. So he's focusing with that at the moment. But yeah, main neg- negatives, I guess. Um, the acting wasn't great. Uh, the second act without the film, uh, throughout the film actually is super, super slow. Um, so there's a lot of good comedy at the start of the film, a lot of good comedy at the end of the film, but it just sort of peters off in the middle, which is unfortunate. Anna. And natural padding, natural padding, natural padding. <laughs> uh, did a, did a, yeah,
1: no. uh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, sorry, uh, fucking
0: work phone went off. Um, I, I explained what you did for work. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I sell myself. Um, that's how um, I'm. And then yeah,
0: is. no. So I just went through. None of the uh, the acting wasn't particularly good, as well as touching on the fact that the second act of the film drags, like considerably drags.
1: Yeah, if and, if you cut and, out about twenty minutes
0: of this film, it'd be perfect. Like, and I, I that's one of the one of the things is like this film was a uh, one hour forty eight minutes, I think. Yeah. Um. A film of this genre, especially horror. Actually, of both of both of these genres, comedy and horror, one hour thirty. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect amount of time. Because you you have a tight, funny project. Mm. Whereas anything above that And you start to run into issues, and you see it across the board. In most of the cases, listen back to majority of our stuff, right? If you listen back to the original uh, to the Halloween episodes or to the Candyman episodes, the ones that ran for two hours, our main thing is always it should have been an hour and thirty.
1: Yeah, that that was a point where the start of the film, like as a me loving it because I'm a massive Foo Fighters nut, but I was noticing at the start of the film, and there's one point that just fucking broke the cinema. Uh, and one of the best points in the film. But after that, like, I was noticing that I was laughing and a couple of Foo Fighters fans were laughing, but I noticed Tom was going from, like, this is cool, and then he was like, I'm getting bored, I'm getting bored, and then sort of the third act starts to happen, and then he's like, all right, cool, I'm back in, like, shit's happening, because there's sort of a middle portion of of the film, which it does a bit of its sort of character development, and, you know, Dave Grohl is possessed, and all that sort of stuff like that, but... Like, we already know that as the audience, we're there going, like, yeah, we know he's possessed. Like, you don't need to keep bringing it back to it or keep focusing on him. We know something's wrong with Dave. You know, his teeth are weird and he's, his voice is acting weird. He's eating raw meat. Like, something's up. Um, Yeah, and it just kept harping onto that. But then, like, one point in the film where they just they form a, an attack plan, or, or not even that, like, every... Like, Dave Goll has come but- out and said it already. Like, everyone in this film fucking dies. Like, that's the fucking thing. And, like when you get the first band member death in this film, that's when it starts to ramp back up again.
0: Yes. Which is a significant amount of time into the film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you just noticing um, that
0: he's, he's acting weird. Yeah. So some problems with that, um, overall, but yeah, uh, I guess th- th- those are my main negatives. Um, did you want to jump into any of yours? Um, yeah.
1: In some instances. Yeah. As, as you said, you know, the acting's bad. Um, but it's it's them playing themselves. But you can tell some of them are just they haven't like they're all having fun. They they have fun with and all that sort of stuff. But like some of the line delivery is just like uh it's corny and it's bad. But it's also like I feel like they could have been done better. Um, some of the they use a little bit of CGI in this film, not much towards the end of the film with like smoke and lightning and all that sort of stuff like that. And you know you can tell that it doesn't have a massive budget in that regards, but. Or the, the physical props and all the, the prosthetics and stuff are real cool.
0: Um, yeah, it I feel does... like that was deliberately like that, though. I feel like the mm-hmm. lightning in the CG was deliberately meant to look like that. At least that's what how I interpreted it.
1: Yeah. Um, there are moments where, like, before Dave is possessed and he starts to see specters and demons and all that sort of stuff like that as well, um, he's screaming in terror, and his scream in terror sounds a lot like his scream when he's on stage. So it's like, eh, um But yeah, like I, I had a lot of fucking fun with this film. I, I can safely say now, like this is better than fucking the both recent Halloween films. This is better than fucking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like as a horror film, this is fucking up there. Like this is this is rad. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So, um, Thanks. ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to hear any spoilers towards this film, I suggest you either switch this off now, uh, stick your fingers in your ears or, um, One other, other, um, we well, you can do both. You can't. not sure why you would, but you can. You can. Um, the duty messes with the orientation of
1: our camera. I am trying to, there we go. Trying to bring you up a little bit. There we go. Cool. Sorted. Um. All right. Everyone in this film dies, except Dave Grohl. Like, Dave has already said it in he did uh, Hot Ones. I don't know if you've seen the the YouTube show Hot Ones. Uh, Dave Grohl's the most recent one. It's a fucking great episode because he does not react to the fucking heat. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And it comes to the last um fucking work phone's ringing again. Um, it comes to the last uh like bit of hot wings. And then he's like, yeah, I've got this hot sauce at home. <laughs> so he fucking pranks the dude. Um, but yeah, he says on that that... Um, that everyone dies, he becomes a solo artist. That's like, you know, the, the running gag. Um, basically, a lot of these deaths are really fucking cool. The movie starts with like someone possessed in a house fucking caving in a head. And we see like a jaw, like fucking curb stomped over a set of stairs. And we see all this sort of shit. Um, and then we see the Dave gets possessed, and it starts to go into hair. Everyone dies, and all that sort of stuff. And the first one we see is what? Uh, what is it? Will, is it Will Forte is in this film? Um, and he's a uh, what is it? He's a delivery a driver. U- yeah, an Uber eats delivery driver. And he gets garden shears stuck into his head, and then just fucking his head gets ripped off. And then they fucking find him later and his body's all strung up on a tree and then he has his demo tape like in his fucking lap. Um, But each death in this film, I thought some of them were really cool. Some of them I was like, eh. Like, all right. So the first one, first member of the band who gets killed is Chris Shifflett. He's the lead guitarist, basically. Um, He's a fucking dope, fucking guitarist as well. Um, He gets pissed off that Dave wants to make a 45 second song and they can't sort of the whole thing is if if the de- the demon who possesses anyone or the musician, they want to make this song that sort of opens a portal to hell. It's, yeah. And from there, they basically don't want Dave to finish the song. And Dave can't figure out how he wants the song to end. So he's trying to get the rest of the band to sort of form it together. Uh, and when Chris is like, I've had enough, and he walks out and he's angry at Dave and he, you know, he, he wants a beer to shove up Dave Grohl's ass. I'm like, okay. But he basically pushes fucking Chris Shiflett's face onto the grill. And you're like, oh yeah, cool. That's hot. And then he does it again. And as he pulls his head up, you can see his skin attached to the grill and it starts stretching out. And you're like, oh, it's gnarly. And I'm waiting for like some more gnarly shit. And then he just sort of closes the lid and then stabs him in the back. And like, that's it. And I was like, eh, it started cool. And then it just got kind of eh. Um,
0: Let's more melty.
1: Exactly. The best kill in this film. The fucking best. Is Remy and uh, Whitney Cummings, who is a stand-up comedian. They uh, they they form this plan because Whitney is uh, the next-door neighbor who knows that the house is, has a curse on it and very much an evil dead, deadite sort of setting. Um, and basically, they form a plan to unpossess Dave. They get uh, they get Taylor Hawkins to go and do exercise, exercise, yeah, whatever. Uh, they get Taylor Hawkins to go it's and cool. do the drums, but also fuck up the drums to sort of keep dave occupied right like okay cool taylor doesn't want to fucking do it um pat and nate have to go find basically the book of the dead to find out how to unpossess him while remy and whitney cummings go and have sex (laughs) like that's that's the whole fucking thing uh and then this sex starts happening and it's it's it's, you know, it's funny as well because it's it's over the top and it's a bit campy and also Remy has a fucking heart shaped fucking chest hair that I didn't fucking notice and they start listening to uh, they start listening to Lumberjack while Dave Grohl is under the bed with a chainsaw and while they're having sex he sticks it through both of their fucking heads and blood shoots out like Johnny Depp in fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and then carves them both right down the middle and it's just fucking awesome we were sitting there just going that's fucking cool. Um, yeah, so some of the some of the deaths are real cool. There's one fucking cameo that I just do not want to spoil in the film that fucking had me in stitches. Like, after I dropped Tom off on the ride home, I listened to the song and was just laughing. Like, it's fucking
0: great. Um, that, cameo, that cameo was actually fantastic. That's actually that was, probably that one of my negatives. For is- me, that was was the best part of the film. Negative. Not enough cameos.
1: That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I want more of this sort of stuff. Like, I was, I was like, you've already introduced it to me. Sweet. Now, keep going. Like, do some more.
0: Um, well, I was expecting to have pretty much because. So, not saying who it was or the scenario it is. It's pretty much like an hallucination of this person coming in. Yeah. Um. And I thought they were going to mess with that. I thought they were going to mess with that a lot more. And hallucinations of other... But he wasn't possessed oh. when he saw that. Did yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Because he couldn't sleep. Oh. oh, it was just the house. Yeah. Okay, and he was just hallucinating. Okay, okay.
1: Either that or he actually fucking rocked up.
0: <laughs> no, he did <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, man, I, I absolutely fucking loved that point. Um, the end of the film itself, the way it ends, I was just like, eh? Like, it just ends with... Dave Grohl in a in a green room before he goes live on stage as a solo artist and he just looks up and his eyes go black and that's it yeah he got possessed again somehow but yeah that's what I was thinking I'm like well at the end of the film like Book of the Dead goes with them and they disappear and all that sort of stuff and Dave is no longer possessed and he's basically killed most of his band um, and yeah he gets possessed again I'm like I, I don't get I don't get that as a film watching as, as, a, as a critic or whatever I don't necessarily understand that. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. It, it. This film also gave me a different view or different look on both Remy and Pat Smear. Where like we always like you know, when when Dave gets first possessed and he leaves like this basement where he, he finds like a raccoon that's been strung up. Is like they have a jump scare where he like bumps into Pat Smear and he's just standing there. And this film is fucking sponsored by Doritos because there was Dorito packets fucking everywhere in this film. Um and Pat Spears just sit there eating chips, and then when they're like, oh, where did Dave get possessed? And Pat's like, I oh, know where. I found him here, because I was eating chips, and the, the entire bear's like, fucking of course you were. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I had a lot of fun with this film. I thought it was I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Uh,
0: yeah, I think um Pat, Pat came into his own at the end. He was quite enjoyable to follow along at the end of the film, I will say. When they first introduced him, he spoke so quietly, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. But then he sort of just comes into his own later on in the film, which is good.
1: Yeah, same uh, thing with um, with Nate. Like Nate's quite quiet throughout the whole film because it's it's Dave and it's Taylor. It's a little bit of Chris, Remy, and and Whitney Cummings. Um, and then as people start to die, it's like, well, they're dead. We need other
0: people to start talking. Yeah, it it, it did very much feel like Dave Grohl's film. though. So.
1: Yeah, and you, you can like you can see that throughout the film as well where. Dave's trying to convince the guys to, to keep recording or to not leave because, like, if, if they leave, like, they can't finish the song. But Tom also brought up a really fucking good point, is the, the story of the film is Dave needs to, needs to write this 45-minute song that has no lyrics um, to open up a portal to hell, and he needs everyone in the band to lay their tracks and do their part. And the big sort of... Uh, one of the sort of plot devices was... Taylor Hawkins is constantly fucking up the drums to sort of give everyone enough time to unpossess Dave. And Tom just looks at me and goes, Dave Grohl's a drummer.
0: Why isn't he doing it himself? Yeah, he could have just finished it himself. Yeah. Didn't need to wait for Taylor. Could but have just done it himself.
1: That's probably one of the biggest... There's, there's a song that um, a couple of years ago that uh, Dave Grohl did where he played every fucking instrument and he recorded every
0: track himself. And I'm just like, he probably could have done that himself. Um, what does fucking Remy do? His keyboards. Oh, okay, because it didn't look like a normal keyboard when he was behind it.
1: Yeah, I'll, I do like the start of the film where like they're they're talking to their their manager, and the manager's like, "You got to make, you know, you got to you got to get out there and make a record and all that sort of stuff." And he's like, "Foo Fighters, is me, And it's Taylor, and it's going around the room, and it's basically introducing everyone to who doesn't know Foo Fighters." He goes, "And Remy. actually, maybe not so much Remy. <laughs> like they pick on him a fair bit, and then just like he's the most fucking crystals to heal people sort of like down with the earth and the wind and stuff like he tries to actually it. who, actually is that actually who he is I don't think so okay I think he's playing a character but um like he sees a dead body and he pulls out a fucking feather and he's like I'm getting chimes here I'm getting a feeling here and you he just sit there like what the fuck um but yeah, a lot of comedy in this film does come from Dave. Like, the neighbour comes over with lemon bars while they're trying to record, and Dave sees him and just, like, fucking closes the door and walks away. <laughs> and then you just see him in the windows in the background. Like, Remy goes outside to go hit on the neighbour, and Dave goes in the windows like, Fuck off! Go away! <laughs> and it's just... Yeah. It's, it's definitely a film you should watch. It's only in cinemas for a week, though. And I think that's... I think it should be in cinemas longer than a week.
0: Cinemas for a week?
1: Only a week. And then what? And then it'll probably just release on... Blu-ray, DVD, 4K streaming services. I'm definitely yeah. buying this film. This is this is fucking great. Okay.
0: That's anything else you want to bring up, Tom? No, no, that's that's it. That's it. That's all there is. There isn't anymore. There
1: we go. Well, Tom, it's time yeah. to get time to get to reviews. It's time to get a thought around this.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought this was a bit of fun. Um as a film, though, it had a lot of issues. Mm. Um, from the acting, uh, I think you did actually point out that some of the effects were not that great. Um, the second, it really dragged. The mm. second act really dragged the middle of the film and it there wasn't a lot of humour in the middle of the film either and there wasn't a lot of gore. It was just Dave convincing people not to leave a room and play a song. Yeah. And that's what it became um as it tried to show a slow descent into madness that didn't really need to occur that slowly Mm. um like there was points where uh like the first guy gets killed and then a whole heap of stuff happens in between and then he's eating the rib, eating the guy's ribs at the back, and they're all like observing him eating the meat and stuff. And I'm just like, I mean, you could have just cut to that immediately, and they could have just been like, "Where's blah blah blah, or whatever." Um, yeah. But uh, so, I think it's a it's a fair film.
1: We were um, expecting Tenacious D to be in this film as well, because Dave Grohl appears as the devil in Tenacious D film. So we were like, what the fuck is Jack Black in Cold Gas? He also does
0: very much channel that portrayal of the devil, I can tell you that much.
1: He does do the tongue uh, thing, yeah.
0: He does do the tongue thing. Um, I'm going to probably give this about a 6.5. Fair enough.
1: Um, look, you can take my review, you can leave it, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. I'm a massive Foo Fighters fan. Um, Foo Fighters tattoo, I go to the gigs, I'm not going to go to the, the one coming up that they announced. Like They announced the gig the same day we were going to this screening. And for some reason, the thought of my mind was like, they're going to fucking beat me. Um, but, like, massive Foo Fighters fan, I've got one of their... I've got Chris Shiflett's fucking guitar. It's, I love him. Um So, I am a bit biased when it comes to that, but I fucking love this film. I thought it was better than Halloween 2019. It was better than Halloween Kills. It's probably going to be better than Halloween. This is the end. Let's hope it's done. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre fucking sucked. Um, so, as a horror film, it's got a lot of kills that are reminiscent to... Previous horror films and a couple of shots and stuff like that. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I had lots of fun with this film.
0: Qua, Wah. Eight.
1: Wah. Um, yeah, this is this is it. Like when this movie comes out on Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, I'm buying it. It's fucking cool. Um, they, I think they are releasing. They've released Dream Widow, which is the like the start of the film. Has like a uh, a bit, the you know the first band who gets killed in the house, um, and it's music that's obviously made by Foo Fighters, and they've released Dream Widow on Spotify. Um, so if you are a metal guy, give their one song Dream on the band Dream Widow a listen because it's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I absolutely love this film. Uh, eight out of ten. Let's nice count mm. Awesome there we go there we have it that's this week's episode of Shaken Not Nerd we will be back next week I think we're going to take a look at the new Scream movie which probably won't be as good as this no um, Batman's next week oh it is Batman holy shit I completely spaced on that next week we just Batman
0: we just um cave up on Scream <laughs> yep. I don't think we're going to review it ah yes because Batman releases next Thursday and I am an eager beaver fair enough fair enough uh batman next week noob
1: this week uh coming up uh new records now on tuesdays stream wise and we'll release on friday's noob we are talking elden ring we are talking grid legends and i may have a third game to talk about as well um so i'll double check with that but that's it this week of course nerd will be back this time next week to talk about the batman matt reeves the batman um we'll have fuzzy on board we'll of course have tom on board who knows if we'll grab Ian as well to talk about Batman if he's seen Batman as well. It's it's going to be a big episode because everyone loves Batman. Uh, Tom, anything to add before we wrap up?
0: Remember to play with
1: duty. You're yeah, right. And chica saladas. Bye bye!